0: entrepreneurship podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business and life. I'm your host, Sarah, and today it is time, finally, for some air energy. I'm here with the Aquarius season, Oracle Reading for the Collective. And I got to tell you, we have big Aquarius vibes in this reading. I'm really excited to share these cards with you, so I'm just going to get right into the reading, but I'm going to tell you about some fun stuff that I have coming up um, right afterwards, so don't go away when the cards are done. So if you're new here, we always do the same card spread, the same six cards with a bonus shadow card in the same order. I pre-shuffle, I draw them all, and I make notes because I want to make sure that I'm not going to forget anything that I want to tell you in this reading. So that's where we're at. And we're starting with the first card, which is what's going on right now. And the card that came up is trust yourself. What's going on for you right now is that you are coming into a greater place of trust in yourself, in your ideas, in your work. The other thing that this card talks about is growth. Um, If you're watching on Instagram or if you're listening on the podcast, you can go watch this on Instagram so you can see what the cards look like. If you're watching live, you can see that there is a person who is surrounded by nature, by plants and animals and growth. And what this card talks about is that we don't have to think about growing. We don't have to try to grow. We don't have to overanalyze growing. Growing just happens. Growing is happening all the time. We don't have to direct the beat of our own heart. We don't have to tell our cells what to do. We don't have to tell our skin cells what to do. We just get to live and growth is a process that's happening all the time and it's happening naturally underneath the surface. And this card is reminding you to trust that you are not exempt from that. You know how to grow. Also, this card is reminding us that there's growth happening right now um, and that sometimes we can't see it and so it's hard for us to trust that it's happening. We want visual proof, we want to see evidence. but there's so much happening under the surface. There's so much growth that we can't see. The thing that I always think about is that when a seed is growing underneath the earth, there's so many phases of growth before we get to see a flower, a plant, a tree, a stump, a stub, anything. There's so much happening underneath the surface. There's the seed cracking open. There's a tiny little sprout that has to make its way through the earth and the sediment before it breaks through that crust, right? There's so much stuff happening that is all growth, even if we can't see it. And so maybe we've been in a place where we've been impatient, or we've been frustrated, or we've been doubting that like, are we really growing? Is stuff really happening? Am I really making progress? Yes. And you may be coming into a place, oh, it's eleven eleven 11 right now as I say this, we may be coming into a place where we're finally starting to just trust that and not overanalyze so much and not overthink so much and not worry that it's not happening. It is happening. We can relax. We can trust ourselves. We can trust nature. We can trust that we are part of life. We can trust um, our internal processes. We can trust what's happening with our work, our career, our art. You are growing. You are always growing, even in the moments that you can't see it. And right now, You're starting to trust that about yourself. The other thing that's important about this is that we don't have to direct the way we grow. We can just trust that we're growing somewhere and that we're growing toward the healthiest, most natural um, blueprint of where we're supposed to be growing to. We don't need to try to grow toward the sun. That's just what's going to happen. So um, you are either coming into this place of trust now or you're being reminded to trust right now you are growing, it is happening, you can trust it. So what's blocking you from trusting it? It's faith in the process, which is the very next card in the deck. Um, What is faith, right? Faith is belief in the absence of evidence, right? Anybody can believe what they see. It takes faith, it takes a little extra something to believe in the things you can't see. And the block is that we've been in a very see-to-believe place with ourselves, with our growth, with our work. We're having a really hard time believing that stuff is happening if it's underneath the surface. It's causing us to doubt ourselves. It's causing us to doubt whether or not our efforts are really working. And it's also put us in a place, this is a very fire dominant vibe, right? It's putting us in a place of feeling like we are solely responsible for our growth and for our success, right? I have to make my heart beat. I have to make my cells grow. I have to make my dead skin cells fall off. No, like that stuff is happening. I don't have to make anything happen. I can just trust that it's happening. I can let it happen. Same thing is true with our art, with our business. Like there are cooperative components outside just us. The universe is helping us. Our ancestors, our spirit guides are helping us. Other people are helping us. Timing is helping us. There are all of these invisible components that are involved in the process of our growth, of our evolution, of our success. It's not just us. Big fire dominant vibes, all I trust is hustle. Right, all I trust is my own hard work. I don't trust anything outside of my own hustle. That's exhausting. Your own hustle is not the only force in the universe. We have to shift back a little bit and have a little bit more faith that when we put something out and go to bed, it has its own life in the world. Right? If I create a, I'm just going to use an example. Say I write an email, I write a marketing email, and I put it out. That marketing email is going to do work when I'm not sitting at my computer hovering and refreshing over and over and being like, who opened it? Who opened it? Who opened it? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I don't need to do all that. I can hit send, close my laptop, and go to bed, and other things are going to happen because we are not the only player on the board. See what I'm saying? We need to have a little more faith In the process itself, we need to have a little bit more faith in other people. We need to have a little bit more faith in the unseen forces that are supporting our work. That's going to allow us to get back into that place of trusting our own growth and trusting that growth is happening all the time, whether we can see it or not. Our hustle is not the only force in the universe. And... I hate to break it to us, it's not the most powerful force in the universe. Like, as far as powerful forces in the universe goes, our hustle is actually kind of low on the force totem pole compared to spirit, cooperative components in other forms, right? Even the, for, the force of, like, community and collective collaboration. Our single individual hustle, not that strong. Now... If you've been raised to believe that you are the only person you can count on, we got a little water wounding in there, and that's part of what's preventing us from surrendering to um, being helped, trusting that other people are going to be there for us, trusting that we can um, release work into the world and somebody else is going to like it, they're going to buy from us, right? Our trust wounds. Oh, geez. Oh, sorry, cat. Our trust wounds also show up in a way that can prevent us from believing that we're going to be successful in a way that lets us be cheerful, positive, excited, and forward-facing in our work because underneath we literally just don't trust anybody uh, to be there for us. And that might be something we need to work on. So if that's a block for you, you know you got hashtag trust issues. Um, It's not just with other people right it's also overly trusting your not yourself because it's not that you trust your beingness it's over trusting effort it's over trusting work it's really believing that like work is the only thing your work in particular is the only thing that has an impact and it's not we want to spread some of that trust around The other thing that's important to note in this card is that like the problems you're here to solve, the thing you're trying to do, they're bigger than any one person can do on their own. And that's not because you're not strong. It's because the assignment is big and it requires other people. And if you are an entrepreneur, an artist... Your work literally depends on other people. You need other people to buy it. You need other people to like it. You need other people to talk about it. You need other people to share it. You have to collaborate with other people. So these trust issues, this faith in the process, faith in the unseen, faith in other people, that's the thing that needs to be worked on and healed so that you can really trust the process of your own unfolding. Meow. What is the gift that's going to come as a result of doing this. Let me take a sip of something here. Excuse me, a little ASMR for you. The gift that's going to come as a result of healing these trust issues is that you're going to be able to bring it into form. The world doesn't just need your brilliant ideas. The world needs your actual work we need your book, we need your album, we need your course, we need your breathwork, we need your art, whatever it is that's in your head that you've been holding on to because you're not trusting enough that you've grown enough yet, that you're ready yet, that it's going to work, that people are going to be there for you, that people are going to buy it, that the universe is supporting you. Once you get out of the trust issues, you can actually start bringing the work into form. You can actually start putting pen to paper, putting the images online, letting people know that your work is here and getting it out into the world. And that is what is being asked of you at this time. You're ready. You've done enough. You've grown enough. You've waited enough. You've overthought it enough. You've tortured yourself enough. You've wondered whether or not you were good enough enough. You've gone through enough trials. You've waited long enough. It is time to actually do the shit. Period. So that's the gift that comes when we get out of the own, our own way and we start having a little bit more trust in our own instincts and our own creative impulses, a little bit more faith in the process that when we put things out, they're going to be successful. That's what's going to allow us to get out of our own way and start actually making the shit. Because those two things, not trusting that we've grown enough, we've done enough yet, we're good enough, not trusting that it's going to be successful, those are pretty much two of the main things that prevent people from getting started on their work. They overthink, and they get scared, and they're like, it's not going to work. Maybe I should go back. Maybe I need more training. Maybe I'm not done yet. Maybe I'm not ready. That's the stuff that prevents people from starting. You're ready. So we need you to trust it and have a little bit of faith in other people that they're going to like it and adopt it and buy into it so that you can start creating. Please and thank you. Now, once you start doing that, what's our advice For how we deal with other people during this time. So glad you asked, let me tell you. How do we deal with the outside world while we're in this time of bringing our work into form? We need to be the hunter, not the hunted. This card is very interesting. A big theme coming up in all of my life coaching clients right now is realizing that there is a lot of enmeshment and lack of boundaries with the people close to them in their lives that have historically prevented them from doing the things they want to do because they have people in their lives who guilt them or shame them or try to start fights with them or manipulate them when they say no Or when they start doing something that, say, their family doesn't like, doesn't approve of, thinks they should be doing differently. So if you have family who's like, don't quit your job and start your own business, that's dangerous. You're doing so well for yourself. You need to be stable. You need this. You need that. They have put all of this pressure on your career and now you're like, you know, I never wanted to do this job or I really only went into this because y'all wanted me to and it's not what I really want and now it's time for me to go a different way and their family is trying to pressure them out of doing it. Or say they've always been there for other people. They're always the helper. They're always the one who shows up. They're always the one who goes along with what everyone else wants. And now you're in a period where you're like, I cannot do that anymore and still do the things I want to do for myself. So I'm starting to say no. And when they do, everyone starts pushing the manipulation buttons of you don't care about me. You're being unfair. You're putting your needs above mine. And when people do this, to us, especially if they're people in our family, they know what buttons to push to manipulate you because they installed the buttons, right? Your family knows what buttons to push because they installed the buttons. So if you were raised in a family environment that says family means we always drop everything to be there for each other, but the way that that plays out, it means that you always have to give up the things that are important to you, and that's not working for you anymore. And now you start saying, hey, like, I don't think family has to mean that I always drop what's important to me to be there for you. I think that this feels bad to me, and I would love it if family could mean everyone in the family gets supported in the same way. Is that possible? And suddenly everyone's like, no. No. And you're selfish, and you're not being a good family member. You're not being there for us, and that can be so confusing, and so hurtful, and so um, derailing, right? And historically, what that may have meant for the, for all of us, right, is that when people say that, we go, oh no, oh no, oh no, I'm sorry, and we conform. We go back to the system. We do, we do what they want us to do to get away from the discomfort of the conflict that would be created by you know them telling us we're being selfish and us saying yeah you know too bad right now I'm putting myself first that is what I'm doing we've never done that before right so if we've never done that before they're not prepared for it we're not prepared for it we're going into a new territory of conflict potentially with people that we love that we don't really want to be in conflict with and so This card is about seeing the truth of a situation, seeing the thing that's under the surface, seeing the thing that's not being said, right? So in the example I just gave, the thing that's under the surface, the thing that's not being said, is that being a good family member... We've always accepted it at face value, and now we're starting to see the truth that be a good family member, in this case, is code for you have to drop all the things that are important to you and do what we want in order to not rock the boat. And if you don't do that, We are going to punish you somehow, right? We're going to ice you out. We're going to be angry at you. Everyone's going to talk about you. We're going to criticize you. Um, We're going to reject you. You're not going to be welcome at gatherings, right? Like there's a secret, there's a hidden thing underneath that's not being said. And you've always known it was there, right? There is a, a conformity being asked of you and a price of breaking that conformity. And that's the part that's not being said. And the other thing that's not being brought to light, the truth of what's not being exposed, is that that's not what be a good family member means. It's not the only definition. Um, And that it's actually hurtful, right? That other people are actually like denying your humanity in the relationship or not allowing you to have your own wants and your own needs, not getting to know you for who you are and what's important to you. They're not allowing you to fully express yourself. They're saying you can only be part of this relationship if you sacrifice some of your truth. That's the other thing that's not being said in that situation. And you're starting to come to a place where you're like, wait a minute, I don't like this. I don't want this to be my truth. I don't want this to be my life anymore. And I don't wanna participate in a system that requires me to constantly drop What I want, what's important to me, my own growth that's causing me to doubt myself. It might be causing me to doubt that I'm really growing. It might be causing me to doubt that I'm really ready. It might be causing me to doubt what I think I want for myself. There's a gaslighting here, a denial of my reality that's required for me to be in this relationship. And you know what? I'm starting to think that maybe I don't need to be in this relationship if that's what's required I would love to be in a different kind of relationship with you, but I don't want to be in this relationship on these terms because the truth is I'm not really in it. I only exist in this relationship to please you and do what you want me to do, but you don't really want to know me. You don't really want to know who I am, what I want, what I'm interested in. You're not trying to support me. You don't want to get to know my dreams. This is very one-sided, and I'm actually starting to realize I don't want that shit. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm no longer interested. This is going to be hard. But in order for you... To start really trusting yourself and having faith in your life and where you're headed and what you want. And faith that the right people who are going to support you are out there. Faith that the universe, your ancestors, your good spirits are going to help guide you toward the future that you want. In order to really start bringing your soul work into form, you're going to have to start telling these people, no. This card talks about being at the beck and call of circumstances and feeling like you're helpless, right? Like every time I start trying to do what I want, so-and-so shows up and asks me to do something. It's like somebody has a crisis and I have to drop what I'm doing and go help them. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you need someone's permission, you don't. But if you need someone's permission to no longer be the go-to person who drops everything to be there for other people at the expense of your own work, you have my permission to stop being that person in the system. You don't have to do it anymore. They can find somebody else. They can find a stand-in. They can find a replacement. And they can be mad. Let them be mad. It's okay. They're adults. They can handle their own emotions. You don't need to clean that up for them. If they want to be upset with you because you are prioritizing your dreams, that's really on them to work out with their therapist. Like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to fix that for other people. Also, like, if somebody's upset with you for pursuing your dreams and not dropping everything in your life to be there for them all the time over and over and over again, is that somebody you want to prioritize? These are questions worth asking. So the other thing that's coming up here for me, and I'll, I'll get into this a little bit when we get into the shadow of this, but... Um, you may have been trained, groomed <laughs> to believe that what it means to be a good person is that you are some self-sacrificing, is that you give up all your boundaries and give up what you want and give up your time and your energy and your attention and your resources for other people all the time. Your friends, your family, your romantic partners. And so part of the challenge in this might be that not just they make you feel guilty but that right they installed those buttons. So now you're grappling with yourself because you are worried that if you were to prioritize yourself in your dreams, you would be being a bad person that you would be being a selfish person. and um, that's not love, right? Being someone with no boundaries, who doesn't stand up for yourself, who doesn't protect your dreams in order to prioritize other people, that's not love. Hey, Connect, so excited that you're here. That's not love, right? That's not love. That's martyrdom. You can... Love other people and be kind and be generous and have boundaries like a motherfucker. You are the only person who's going to protect and defend your dreams. That's it. It's going to be you. And for a lot of us who may have been in this this type of situation... We kind of got sold a bill of goods that says if we're just generous enough, eventually someone's going to be generous back and someone's going to start protecting us the way we've protected other people. Someone's going to start standing up for our dreams the way that we've stood up for theirs. Someone's going to start giving to us the way we give to others. And what we end up with is feeling taken for granted all the time and feeling like we always give more than other people. We're always doing more than other people are doing. We are the giver in all of our relationships. We got, we got a little bit tricked into thinking that eventually if we're generous enough, someone's going to turn around and be generous with us. That's not actually most of the time how it works because people who are takers just stay takers. It is up to you to protect and defend your time, your boundaries, the things that you say are important to you. And these are not just boundaries with other people, they're boundaries with yourself because you are going to feel challenged by saying no. They're going to try to guilt you. They're going to try to manipulate you. They're going to try to negotiate with you. And you're going to feel inside like I could just give it up this one time. I know I said that I was going to exercise every day and now they want me to go out for drinks. I can just skip exercise this one day. Oh, I know that I said that I was going to set evenings aside to like work on my art. And now they want me to go to family dinner and they're pressuring me even though I told them I was not available this night. I'll just skip it this one time. Your boundaries with yourself. No, even though I feel like this is different. I feel like this is new. I feel challenged by upholding this boundary and it feels uncomfortable to not just go back to the pattern and give myself up. I'm not doing it this time. Boundaries with myself, even when they're uncomfortable. That's what's being asked of you in how you navigate other people during this time. Meow, that doesn't mean you might lose some people and it might mean some people might be mad at you. You can handle it. So guidance from spirit and from our higher selves during this time. The guidance is inspiration. What this card says is that as a result of trusting yourself and trusting your growth, having more faith in the process, having more faith that the right people are out there. They may not be the people closest to you, but the right people are out there and you need to find them, that spirit is supporting you in your endeavors and you start doing your work, you start setting boundaries, you start creating space for what you really want. As a result, you are going to be gifted with an idea, a creative impulse that is so big and so exciting. Now you may have already had it, And that might be what's kicking all of this off. You may have had the light bulb of inspiration that's like, oh shit, I see what I can do. I see what's possible and I'm going to be so successful. And the idea is so big that it's a little bit scary. That may be what kicked off this whole process for you. Or it may be the thing that comes as a result of starting to do this work and create these boundaries. It could go either way. But what spirit wants you to know is this idea is going to show up. And it's going to be so big you're going to be a little bit scared that you're not going to be able to do it. And uh, this card talks about um, bees. There's a bunch of bees on the card. And it talks about how bees can carry multiple times their own body weight even though they're really small because of the power of their little wings and how fast their wings move and that you are going to have that same experience of like, This idea is big, but you do have the power, the ability to lift it off the ground. And also, other people are going to show up and help you with this idea. It's not just going to be you. There's going to be a hive. This idea is going to magnetize other people to it. It's going to pull in the cooperative components uh, necessary to be successful. All you have to do is... Trust when the idea shows up that it is meant for you. It is not too big for you. And even if you can't see the how yet, like with all manifestations, start talking about it. Start telling people, this is what I'm doing. And watch as it brings in the people who are able to help you make it happen. Don't doubt your ability to bring this idea into form, even if it's really big. Even if you get hit with a bolt of lightning where you're like, whoa, that's... It's huge. This says you will be successful and it talks about honey, right? It talks about abundance, um, like the sweet flow of abundance, like honey coming to you as a result of this work, as a result of your efforts behind this big inspiration. So whether this idea is going to come as a result of you starting to do work and set boundaries, because sometimes it takes a little bit of forward momentum for the ideas to start flowing, or you had the idea and that's what's starting to kick off this period of like, okay, I, I actually do trust myself and I think I'm ready to take these steps. At, and as long as I have faith in the process, I'm going to be able to bring this into form and I'm going to need to set boundaries to do it because this idea is so big that like it's just going to take more of my effort, more of my time, more of my attention, whichever way it's going. When the idea shows up that's so big, it gives you tingles. It's meant for you. You're supposed to go with it. And finally, how do I bring this into manifestation in my life? The card that we got is heaven sent. There's so much in here about faith, y'all. This card is talking about spiritual gifts. Your work is a spiritual gift, right? It is the, the gift you came here to deliver. It is the gift that your ancestors and your good spirits want you to deliver while you're on this earthly plane. It is a gift for you, but it is also a gift for other people you are meant to serve this gift it is real and it also asks you to remember that you are other people's spiritual gift as well right I don't know if you've ever had this but sometimes the impulse to just like say something to someone where you're like oh I have to tell you this thing and I don't I don't know why I feel the need to tell you this but I need to tell you Um, You are a blessing to other people as well. And it's not in your doing. It's not in the dropping of your boundaries. It's not in your overgiving. It's just in your beingness that you are a gift to other people. And something that's coming up for me crazy strong is that when we're in enmeshed systems or codependent systems and we constantly drop our own boundaries and give up our shit in order to placate other people... We're actually enabling them and we're preventing them from growing. We're preventing them from learning their spiritual lessons. And it's worth considering that someone else's spiritual growth, someone else's personal development may be found in that conflict where you start standing up for yourself and you start saying no. Like... Gifts aren't always comfortable. Spiritual gifts aren't always comfortable. We know this for ourselves, but sometimes we forget that it's true for other people as well, especially if you've grown up in a codependent or enmeshed family system that we want to absorb other people's negative consequences for them. We don't ever want them to be upset. We don't ever want them to be hurt. What's wrong with being upset and being hurt? Isn't that where we learn? Isn't that where we grow? When other people tell us about ourselves, isn't that where we learn from, but we don't want to be that for other people? Mm, is that really love or is that people pleasing? Is that because we're scared to ever have people be upset with us, right? We got to look at that. So there's something in here about when you are fully you, When you are standing up for yourself, when you are setting boundaries, especially if you are like a generational curse breaker in your family, you're the black sheep of the family, you're the person in your family who's the first one to start saying no, to start breaking away, to start saying no to being enmeshed, to start having boundaries, to start um, following your dreams and other people don't like it, that might be the spiritual gift we're giving them. They might need that friction and that conflict to really look at themselves and start taking the steps that they need to grow. We forget sometimes that our participation in dysfunctional systems also prevents other people's evolution. We're not doing them any favors by preventing them from ever being upset. We're not doing them any favors by preventing them from finding themselves in a situation where they might be able to ask different questions, right? Why don't my kids speak to me, right? That might be an unpleasant question for a parent to have to ask, but if they never get to ask it, they never get to look at, like, what are the things I contributed to this relationship that made my adult children feel like they can't talk to me? Why did that happen? If we keep putting ourselves in a position to stay in the dysfunctional relationship in order to people please and prevent them from ever being upset, they never get a chance to look at themselves either. And so not only are other people a spiritual gift to you, not only are your gifts, skills, and talents a spiritual gift to the world, but sometimes conflict is a spiritual gift for others as well as for you. Spiritual gifts aren't always comfy, right? They're not always like um, Ed McMahon showing up at the door with the publisher's sweepstakes, big check. Sometimes the spiritual gift is the rupture. And uh, we got to be willing to look at the idea that, like, the best gifts sometimes come in uh, uncomfortable packages, both for us and for other people. So, yeah, there we go. That's what that is. So what's the shadow for this time? What's the shadow that's coming up? It's self-love. We are not being self-loving. And, y'all, we keep getting this shadow. And um, I got to say that I think that some of that is about this idea that, like, maybe we've been convinced that um, what it means to be a good person is that we constantly sacrifice ourselves, our boundaries, our dreams to make other people comfortable, And it's preventing us from being self-loving because we're not being ourself. Just straight up, we're not being ourself. We are being what other people want us to be and basing our idea of lovability on capitulation, giving in, doing what other people want us to do. That's not self-loving. Also, sometimes I think that we get into this idea that self-love is always gentle, right? And I know that the memes go around. They're like, it's not always bubble baths. It's not always, um, you know, whatever. Sometimes self-love is doing the hard thing. Sometimes self-love is ending the relationship. Sometimes self-love is allowing other people to be pissed at you. Sometimes self-love is allowing other people to be disappointed in us. Sometimes self-love is getting yourself whatever help and support it is you need in order to put the time, the attention, the energy, and the effort into your thing. Sometimes self-love is is keeping boundaries and commitments with other people and with yourself even when it feels hard and uncomfortable because it's new. So, I want us to consider that self-love is sometimes it's not in the package that we expect it to be in, just like spiritual gifts. Sometimes self-love is in being willing to do the hard thing. I was talking with um, one of my dance children recently about the idea that, you know, if you're a parent, I'm not a parent. I have pets, though, uh, and it's a similar thing. Like sometimes when your child or your animal is about to do something really dangerous, you might have to yank them and you don't have time to think right to do it in a really gentle way because if you were to hesitate a second more they would really injure themselves and then you have to be like hey I'm sorry that I yanked you I'm sorry that I prevented you from doing this thing that you wanted to do but this thing that you want to do is going to kill you and as your parent it is my job to not let you kill yourself that's what I'm here to do and I think about little kids right like throwing a huge tantrum because you won't let them put their hand on the stove. They don't understand that the thing they want to do could really hurt them and that it is your job to prevent them from doing that. All they know in the moment is I want something and you're being mean because you won't let me have the thing I want. And as the parent in that situation, it's your job to just be like, yeah, I get it. You're mad at me you hate this, you wanna do what you wanna do, and I have to not let you, right? The parent in this situation is your intuition sometimes. It is your boundaries sometimes, right? Like your intuition being like, hey, I can't let you do the thing you want to do. I can't let you go into this. I can't let you stay in this relationship with this person, even though you want to, because it's my job to prevent you from doing things that are going to hurt you. I need to yank you. I need to snatch you up. It is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt a little bit, but I need to pull you out of this situation for your own good, because I can tell that the end of this situation is more pain for you in a way that. You can't see right now because you're selfish and immature and you want what you want. And this is true for all of us. All of us are selfish and immature. We all want what we want. That's part of the human condition. That's part of our ego development, right? I want what I want. I think that I know better than anything. I only believe what I see. What I see right now is this thing that looks good to me and I want it immediately. I want instant gratification. Sometimes it is the job of our inner parent, of our intuition, of our higher self to be like, no, baby, you cannot. I. It's not going to go this way. We know. We know where this road leads. This is not the best thing for us. So even though it hurts in the moment, even though it's uncomfortable, even though we're going to have to sit through the discomfort of going a different direction and walking away from something that looks tasty and enticing, that's what we're doing right now because that's what's best for us in the long run. That is the healthy choice. Sometimes self-love feels like being told no when you really don't want to be told no. Okay, so that's it. That's where we're at. That's Aquarius season for you. Um, I really want to underline a bazillion times the importance of trusting yourself right now, even and especially when other people are trying to manipulate you out of doing what you want to do. I want to give you some questions to ask yourself about love. Asking your heart, your body, and your spirit when you wake up, what do you need from me? How can I support you? What will nurture you? How can I deepen my relationship with you? And I want you to consider that those may be the questions that the people in your life who are closest to you but don't really support your boundaries, who don't support your desires, who don't support you, those are the questions that you've been wanting them to ask your whole life that they haven't ever asked. What do you need? What do you want? What's important to you? How can I show up for you today? How can I support you today? What will nurture you today? How can I deepen my intimacy with you today? You've been waiting for them to ask. You've been waiting for other people to ask. Self-love is stepping up and you start to ask, even if they never have. And if you've been trapped in a situation with your family, with your friends, with your partner, where you keep giving and giving and giving and giving and hoping that one day they're gonna turn around and say, how can I support you? You've been outsourcing that, hoping that eventually I'll do enough To make somebody finally ask me, you have to ask you. That's what's going to change this pattern. That's what's going to support you in building the life that you really want is that you start to ask yourself those questions and you start to show up for yourself in the loving, sacrificing way you've been showing up for others. It's time that you do that for you. It's not selfish. That's that's what self-love really is, is giving yourself, giving to yourself, giving for yourself the way that you have been doing and giving and over-functioning, really, for other people and saying, that's the reason I haven't ever had time. That's the reason I haven't ever gone after what I was going to go after. I need them to give me permission. I need them to tell me it's allowed. I need them to tell me they're going to support me if I do this. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't need them. You want them, and I get why you do, and that's okay, and you might have to grieve that they're not going to give it to you. But you don't need them. You need you. You need that from yourself. So, it is time, Aquarius. Aquarius season. It is time. Um... Yeah, that's what I've got for you today. The little announcement that I'd like to share with you before I go is that in nine days, on January 30th, I am starting Elemental Foundations, a 12-week sprint to clarify and kick off your heart-centered business. So if one of the ways that you haven't been trusting yourself, that you've been holding yourself back, that you haven't really had faith, is that you're not really sure how to start your thing, you have lots of ideas, but you don't really know how to start it. You don't feel like you have enough people. You don't feel like you know how to sell or what to sell or how to market or where to market. Come let me help you. Let yourself be helped. I would love to help you. I would love to be one of the cooperative components in this process for you. I would love to be part of you giving yourself the resources you need to actually take this big idea and bring it into form in the world. That is my favorite thing to do. That is one of my spiritual gifts and why I'm here is to help people take their big ideas out of their head and get them into the world so that they can hold them in their hands and other people can interact with them and even maybe you can make money off that shit. That's what I love to do. So... January 30th is the kickoff for Elemental Foundations. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. If you're watching on Instagram, the link is in my bio. It is priced very accessibly, but if none of the pricing or payment plans work for you, just holler, reach out to me, and we'll work something out. In 12 weeks, by May, your business will be up, will be running. You will have an offer out. You will have people following you, and you will be making money as long as you show up and do the work. So that's a lot of self-love right there. Get yourself in a room where you can start making some progress and uh, see what happens. You know what I'm saying? All right, that's everything I have for you. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy Aquarius season. Okay, love you, bye